You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And we're glad you could join us if you're tuned in live on Saturday morning or on the podcast forum. We record this following game one of the postseason for the Guardians after Friday's 2-1 to Cleveland victory over Tampa Bay to take a one-game-to-none lead in the best two out of three wild-card series with the Tampa Bay Rays. Coming up, In just a little bit, we'll have a full Game 1 recap, including post-game comments. We'll also hear from two of the young players on the roster for the postseason. How about that for Will Brennan and Bo Naylor? They were both September call-ups, and now they're in the Major League Baseball postseason. And we'll also hear from Mike Barnett, who is the replay review coordinator for the Guardians. He'll fill us in on a good season for him in terms of decisions made that had calls overturned and also some of the changes in the postseason. Uh, always fun to visit with Mike Barnett, a longtime coach on Terry Francona's staff. But first, we had a chance to catch up with Shane Bieber prior to his Game 1 start. What a year it's been for Bieber as he continued to get stronger and better as the regular season went along. And he says no matter how well things are going, he is never satisfied. Uh, I don't know what to call it, whether it's like an athlete's curse or whatever it may be, but you always want more. You always want better. I continue to try and hold myself to a higher standard, and I know that's kind of the common denominator in the clubhouse, so I feel like we all feel that way. But I'm sure I'll look back on this season very fondly, looking forward to doing that as well for the postseason. And I think any pitcher wants to be in a really good place when they they get to postseason for a lot of different reasons. How do you know that that you're in that place? Because certainly numbers-wise, it seems like you are. Just continuing to make progress. I feel like uh, I wasn't definitely wasn't where I knew I could be in the beginning of the season, and definitely at the halfway mark and kind of down the stretch, I'm starting to find it. I still think there's a lot more um, in the tank and a lot more to kind of discover, rediscover. So uh, I'm going to continue to work. I, like I said, um, no matter where you're at, as just a, an athlete um, and a baseball player, you always want more. So I'll continue pushing for it. Is that what kind of keeps you going? Uh, just that either rediscovery or discovering new stuff. Yeah, it's, it's hard to put into words, but that's just kind of how it is. <laughs> for better or for worse, uh, that's what keeps me up at night. I don't think I'm um, you know, uncommon in that. I think there's a lot of guys in there that would relate. Shane, you, you've been with a couple of teams that have gone to postseason. What makes this one different and, and I think a lot of fun for you this year? Yeah, I think it's entirely different. Obviously the roster, the age, the aspect, uh, the way we play the game of baseball. I'm excited to continue to be ourselves and go out there and play our brand of baseball which uh, will hopefully put us in a good position to win. But people want to continue to discount us, and that's fine. 
we appreciate it and I, I feel like that's kind of how we prefer it so uh, like I said I, I think uh, I don't suspect anything will change maybe the energy might be a little bit higher but just looking forward for the opportunity and postseason as a starting pitcher you can obviously set the tone there how do you manage that the expectations that you have on yourself and, and also the responsibilities for the team yeah it's a tough thing to, to manage you always want to go out there and and be dominant but uh every team is gonna you know when it comes to the postseason gonna put their best effort out there and uh it's not a 162 game season anymore it's a it's a single game season one game at a time so like i said uh, you know no matter what's to come i'm excited to go out there try and set the tone and, and put the team in a position to win be able to hand the ball off to uh our bullpen who's been so good all year and hopefully get a uh, a nice early lead but uh we'll see what's to come of it we'll deal with it as it uh, as it comes and uh, i'm excited to see how we respond shane thanks for the time have a good one thanks rosie and Shane Bieber would take that attitude to the mound on Friday afternoon. A noon start in downtown Cleveland against Tampa Bay. And, man, did he have it working to get postseason play underway. Bieber looks awfully sharp here to start inning number one in playoff game number one. And the first time today they come to their feet at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario waving their red towels. The pitch, a swing and a miss. Struck him out on a breaking ball. And Shane Bieber dominates Tampa in inning number one. Bieber's ready, working from the stretch. The payoff pitch. There goes Ramirez. Swing and a miss. He got him with the slider. Side retired on the strikeout of Bethancourt. We head to the bottom of the fifth. Tampa Bay nothing. Cleveland nothing. But on the other side, Tampa starter Shane McClanahan matched Bieber pitch for pitch, shutting down the Guardians through five innings. And the game was scoreless, heading to the sixth. That's when the Rays broke through for the game's first run. The right-hander, first base side of the rubber, kicks, delivers. And the pitch hit pretty well to deep right center field. Straw looking up, and this ball is gone. How about that? Jose Siri hit one to the track in center his first time up. And he drives that one out of here to right center. The number nine hitter. And that's a Tampa Bay 1-0 lead. But in the bottom half of the sixth inning, the Guardians responded in a big way. Ahmed Rosario singled, and then Jose Ramirez stepped in. 1-0 raise, the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall, and it's gone! The answer is infinite. A two-run home run to right center by Jose Ramirez. Guardians on top, two to one. And progressive field was up for grabs at that point, and Bieber went right back to work on the mound, now with a two-to-one lead. Now the 1-1 pitch. Swung on, hit high in the air to fairly deep center. Straw drifting back. He makes the catch. Shane Bieber with that critical 1-2-3 inning. More importantly, throwing up a zero and keeping the Guardians on top of the Rays 2-1. Stretch time at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Emmanuel Classe came on to pick up the final out in the eighth inning, and he was back out there in the ninth trying to close things out. Two to one Cleveland, two outs, top of the ninth. A Rose Arena awaiting the two strike pitch. 
Here it comes. A swing and a high fly ball to left. Quan is there. He makes the catch. Ball game. Game one of the wild card series goes to Cleveland as they beat the Tampa Bay Rays two to one on the brilliant three hit pitching of Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe and the two run home run by Jose Ramirez to right center in the sixth inning. What a win for the Guardians in game one. And after the game, catcher Austin Hedges stopped by to talk about the game one win. Hedgie, congratulations. Uh, I know you haven't had a lot of postseason games. First off, how did this feel? Man, that was wild. Uh, the fans showed out. They were loud. They were into it all game. Uh, I mean, that was awesome. I, uh, you know, that's, that's the first game I ever started in, uh, in a postseason. Uh, and that was, I mean, what an experience to go out and watch a uh, be able to be a part of what Shane did today that was that was so special tell us about Shane Bieber and the game plan that that you and Shane put together yeah I mean we had just recently faced him so they they saw a lot of our pitches um so we needed to be be creative I thought we did an outstanding job of using our fastball today um to keep him off balance and then he had all of his breaking pitches going which uh and the numbers speak for themselves Austin you've caught him a lot this season and he's just seemingly getting better and better at the right time of year what has changed and developed so quickly for him down the stretch that allowed him to be so good here today? I mean, everybody knows how good he is. Uh, you know, the injury made people forget a little bit. Uh, and then once he came back, I mean, he's right back into the Shane Beaver, you know, arguably the best pitcher in baseball. And, you know, there's no guy that we want out there, uh, you know, to go out and start a series right than him. I, I know you guys are used to it. And, and look, it's taken all of you to get to this point. But does Jose Ramirez ever astound you <laughs> Nah, i mean honestly no like that's the that was the least surprising thing i think any of us have seen uh <laughs> when it's time to show up jose does it he's our mvp you know he's arguably the mvp of the league you know he uh he's such a special player everything he does and you know there was no doubt in our mind that he was going to come through for us today and everything about this season so often has been about the young guys the guys who've made their major league debuts but experience showed today a little bit looked like both offensively and pitching wise Sure. I mean, you know, uh, we, we, we take each game one step at a time. Uh, I mean, you know, game is bigger than another game, just another baseball game for the boys. And I thought we had outstanding at-bats against a great pitcher in Shane McClanahan. Um, and obviously Jose was able to put a good swing together. But when you got to face Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe to close it out, it's going to be tough. Austin, we'll let you go with this. I mean, we've talked all year long about the youth. I, I don't think you guys ever doubted yourselves from the day we got on that plane in Phoenix to head to Kansas City but I mean this is still game one in the postseason for a lot of kids why is this been able to work this year for you guys and why is this club so special Austin I I mean I feel like I keep repeating myself but it's like we don't we don't treat anything anything uh, bigger than another game Uh, you know once opening day started there's a lot of guys that had had definitely some goosebumps and uh, some butterflies in their stomach and once they once once they played that game, they knew that they belonged, that they were big leaguers, um, and that's what we do in this organization. And now we got a bunch of dudes that have just played in their first postseason game, and so I think we can only expect it to get better because you know now we've done it. Nobody's nobody's got those nerves of what's a postseason going to be like. We've seen it. We played in a tough game against a great pitcher. Uh, now it's just on to the next day. That dude behind home plate today was really good too, Austin. You did a heck of a job. Thank you very much. Thanks, Austin. 
So heading into play on Saturday now, the Guardians have a chance to wrap up this wild card series in quick fashion. It's a best two out of three, and they'll have Tristan McKenzie on the mound Saturday afternoon. If needed, game three would be on Sunday. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear post-game commentary from game one from Terry Francona and Rays manager Kevin Cash. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. I'm Flo from Progressive. You know me. I'm a huge football fan, but it can be stressful for us super fans. So Progressive is going to help take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how your team threw the wrong ball on the wrong net, just think about how Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Well, hope this distraction about Progressive's Home Court Explorer was helpful. It sure helped me from stressing about my team for a bit. Anyway, go sports. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bieber looks awfully sharp here to start inning number one in playoff game number one. And the first time today they come to their feet at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario waving their red towels. The pitch, a swing and a miss, struck him out on a breaking ball. And Shane Bieber dominates Tampa in inning number one. Bieber's ready, working from the stretch. The payoff pitch, there goes Ramirez, swing and a miss. He got him with the slider. Side retired on the strikeout of Bethancourt. Now the pitch, swing and a miss on a slider. Bethancourt looked overmatched. Eight strikeouts for Bieber. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for baseball talk on the radio every week, year-round. And a little bonus baseball this season for the Guardians, and they hope it's a long October run and on into November as they are in the postseason. It's underway after Friday's 2-1 to win over Tampa Bay. They have a chance to advance in the postseason with a victory on Saturday. What a tight, tense ball game Friday was. And after the game, Terry Francona talked about it. You know, if we start with how good Shane was today. He sure was. He sure was. What, what do you have, eight strikeouts, one walk? We talked, I don't know if it was before the game or yesterday, about how athletic they are and how well they run the bases. You know, not giving them walks and keeping them off the bases, not pitching out of the stretch was really big. Because we saw... We get, get somebody out of the They're going to run. You know, you always talk about whenever guys are going the other way, you know, they're going right. You see Jose take the home run the other way, slap a single the other way. I actually even thought the other day, the last day, you know, I know he was sitting on 29 and everybody was wanting, and I understand why they wanted to get 30, but he hit the double the other way. And he had a bunch of hits that were staying through the ball. Balls will go out because he's, he's a really good hitter. You know, what you see? 
uh, with the med at second base? And what, did you have any concern uh, when they went to the replay? There's always concern. Um, we called Barney and Barney said, no, he touched it. Um, just when they start huddling like that, you start to get a little nervous. It didn't look like your guys were like the moment wasn't too big. Did you feel like they stood, they were themselves and not overly? I hope, I hope not. Oh, no, <laughs> I hope just, that would be not good. We're not, no. we're just not shooting for that. No, I thought they were that again, they, they, everything they do this year, a lot of it's because for the first time they can't help it. You know, it's just, they're living through it for the first time, but all the things we try to live by, they do. And hopefully that will carry us a while longer. You know, it's, I mean, I understand why we have to answer those questions because they haven't done it before, but it's not their fault. I mean, some of them did it in double A and they actually won. So, but I mean, it's just, they're just young. Is there any irony in the fact that we're talking about the style of play and stringing hits together and taking extra bases and it's the home run ball that two home runs. There's an, yeah, I know. Well, thankfully that, or we might still be playing because both pitchers were, I mean, their guy was really good. You know, when you start touching 98 and you got this and that, that was pretty impressive. Out of the Rays handle disappointment in game one, their manager, Kevin Cash, met with the media post game as well. I thought we saw just two really great pitching performances. I'm really proud of our Shane, and their Shane was pretty special. Be confident that this group, specifically the lineup, can have a short term memory for tomorrow. Yeah, I am confident. I, I'm, I am. And look, you go through. Uh, tough pitching performance quite a lot in this league and we saw one today and they'll bounce back yeah it feels good to, to hand it over to glass now it feels good that shane was so good that we we basically we got a you know a whole um fresh bullpen ready to go i know we've talked a lot about resiliency this year and, and tough things that have happened you're actually now playing this proceeded on the line tomorrow it's kind of your feel for how they'll respond <laughs> we need to be resilient um yeah, you I mean you've brought that up quite a bit. I, I'm very confident in this group that they will respond uh, the way they need to and, and compete and give us a good opportunity to win. So it sets up a game two on Saturday afternoon. Tristan McKenzie, he'll be opposed on the mound for Tampa Bay by Tyler Glasnow, who's coming back from Tommy John surgery, but when healthy, one of the most dominant pitchers in the game. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from some of the young guys on this Guardians roster, outfielder Will Brennan, and catcher Bo Naylor. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Now the 0-2. Swung on, skied in the air. Deep right center. O'Hearn's back. Track. Wall. It is gone! 
The first major league home run for the Kansas City kid. And it comes against the Kansas City Royals. A towering blast into the teeth of that wind blowing in. And a three-run home run to right center for Will Brennan. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Don't forget a lot of different ways you can hear our show each week, of course, on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Usually it airs late afternoon, but in postseason, who knows, with game times, we'll work it around that. But if uh, you don't catch it live on the radio network, you can pick it up as a podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts or go to cleguardians.com, the Guardians website, and you can download it there as well with all the archived editions. Well, youth has been the watchword on this year's Guardians Ball Club, the youngest team in Major League Baseball, and for that matter, they have a younger average age than most AAA ball clubs. 17 different players made their Major League debuts, including outfielder Will Brennan. And he performed well enough the final two weeks of the season that he is on the postseason roster. And we had a chance to visit with Will earlier this week, and he says while he hasn't been up that long, he says the time has flown by, but he is absolutely ecstatic with how things have gone so far. Most of the time I feel like I've just been here for five minutes. Um, but I feel like I've been embraced by everybody in the clubhouse, and that's a good step forward for me. And then, you know, go out here and just play every day, play hard, play the uh, the Guardian way, and let it take care of itself. Very early on, you've had some good success. Any differences that you're noticing right away between Double A, Triple A pitching that you saw earlier this season compared to what you see up here? I mean, this is this is the real deal. These are. Big league arms, these are big league arms for a reason. Uh, this has definitely been the biggest jump. And, again, I've only been here for nine games, so they you know, maybe don't have the right scouting report against me, but I'm just going to go up there and put together professional at-bats and, and do my thing. You hit a home run on Sunday, and you don't look at home runs as a, as a big part of your game, but we talk about it with Stephen Kwan when the situation presents itself you can drive the ball is it similar for you have you been encouraged to do the same thing and what are those situations absolutely um you know just being able to to like you just said pick your shots take your shots you know being in an advantage count i've been working on that a lot uh being able to recognize a pitch up or a pitch down in my zone and take advantage of that and yesterday was just an 0-2 count and I was just trying to put the ball in play and it just happened to be in that lefty you know down and end zone where I could just drop the head on it and that's all it was. Will Brennan joining us Guardians outfielder off to a a real nice start and uh, limited time in the major leagues but it's going by fast and the the postseason's approaching before we get to that uh, background wise you had a chance to play summer ball in Alaska. What was that experience like? Uh, the last year was unbelievable. Um, I feel like I tell everybody this, but it, it was the best summer that I've had in baseball, and at least especially in college. Met some really awesome people up there, and of course on your off days you can go and fish and hike and do whatever you want to do up there. So it was definitely a great experience. How late does it stay light out up there? Oh, it's 22 hours, 23 hours of daylight. And you look back, postseason-wise, it's coming up here. You had a great experience last year with the Double A Ball Club at Akron, uh, part of a comeback win that, that clinches a championship. Uh, does that in any way carry through to the next season, especially when you look at, at all the players who are a part of that team who have moved so quickly now through the system? Yeah, and a lot of us were on that team here, and then obviously a lot of the guys were up in AAA when we won that, but they were a big part of that. And 
I think any kind of postseason baseball will help at this level. Obviously, this is way different, but those situations will help you prepare for what you're going to go through out there, especially this weekend. So, you know, I'm going to fall back on that as a foundation, but I'm looking for this new experience to be be pretty special. So, You're respectful of your position where you stand right now on this team, but you also seem comfortable with what's going on here. Why is that? How, who's helped you do that? Uh, it's just comfortability within the clubhouse. You know, having Stephen Kwan, having Will Benson, um, those guys have looked out for me since day one of me stepping into this organization. So being up here at the highest level, those guys have been looking out for me, and it's just a really easy shoulder to go and, and, and lean on. And Miles Straw is starting to look out for me, and it's a really special player within himself. Uh, he's going to be a gold glover. Like, just there's a ton of people in this locker room that care about you as a human being and as a baseball player, so it just makes it that much easier to, to connect with them in that clubhouse. And it turns out you're not the last to get the call-up. Bo Naylor got the call-up over the weekend. I know. What's it like to share it with a good friend like that? God, but I mean, Bo, so much to be said about Bo. Just what a great teammate. He's a special talent. He's going to be up here a really long time. Um, you know, the way he plays the game, he plays it the right way, and obviously you can see that from his brother. You know, obviously that's instilled in that family to play the game the right way, but, you know, Bo's a special human being, and I'm looking forward to, you know, being his teammate for a long time. Keep it rolling, Will. Thanks for the visit. Thank you. That's outfielder Will Brennan, who has become a key cog in the offense for the Guardians late in the regular season and now on into postseason. Bo Naylor in a little different spot. He was added to the roster as a third catcher, giving the Guardians some catching depth as uh, they like like to pinch hit for their catchers late in games, and they want to have that extra catcher available if needed. But uh, he's had a chance to experience the final week of the regular season on the active roster, and when we caught up with Bo, he talked about getting that first taste of playing time in the big leagues. Uh, it's been great. You know, every opportunity I'm out there, I'm really trying to do everything I can do to uh, put the team in a position to win. And uh, it's been awesome. You know, I love sharing the field with these guys, and it really uh, is special for me. So I'm loving it so far. You had a good season in the minor leagues. Was it still a surprise, though, at the end when you got the call? Uh, I don't know. I think that regardless of any time that I, that I would have had this opportunity given, uh, it would have been a surprise. You know, I, I think that I really had set it out of my mind to not think about that and really just focus on everything that I can control. And I think that for the most part in the season, that's what I um, that's what I focused on and really proud of myself on. And, you know, this opportunity came, and I couldn't be more happy for it. I know visiting with you in the spring, uh, last season did not go the way you wanted, but sometimes that can be a springboard. And what did you do in the off season that, that you really felt prepped you to have the type of season you did this year? Uh, I think that after last season, I was presented with, you know, a couple of choices. It was either to give in or to, you know, bounce back and become the best self that I can be. And I think that I really learned um, a lot in that process, um, just mentally. And uh, I really took it upon myself to make this season um, a season where I show everyone who I am and everything that I can be um, in the future and, I did everything I could, and I think that um, looking back on it, I'm really, I'm really happy with how it all went. Were there some significant uh, mechanical changes that, that you had to make to your approach? Uh, yeah, I think that um, I really got into the cages with a few of the staff here um, and just honed in on some of the stuff with my mechanics, just a few little adjustments that really went a long way. And so once I got that, those down... Um, 
and really got them to a consistent point. They just kind of took off from there, and I, tr- I trusted it as much as possible and came out fruitful for me. Bo, you, you come up, I'm sure this is something you've thought about maybe in your mind, what it would be like to make your major league debut on the same team as your brother once that became a reality when he was traded. Has it... Has it been what you thought it would be? Yeah, it's it's, it's been everything that uh, I could have imagined. He's he's awesome. He's so supportive, and he he really added to that moment to make it that much more special. So I can't thank him enough for helping, you know, be a part of that group that made this transition, you know, that much better. You know, he's such a good such a good mentor, and he really really looks after me. So um, I know I can always go to him for any help or any advice, and uh, I'm looking forward to more with him. I know you mentioned earlier everyone has made you feel comfortable, and that is a common theme among each of the players who has been called up. What is it that they do that helps you feel comfortable in this environment? I mean, just you know, being good teammates, picking you up um, whenever, um, letting you know that if you have any questions, anything you need to know or need help with anything, that they're there for you, and really just you know when, when when you walk into that clubhouse you can see that everyone is here for each other and i think that what i just try to do is just try to insert myself slowly into that and really become a part of this ball club as much as i can you like to make your major league debut at any time you do it at a time where this team's prepping for the postseason what has that been like just the the added intensity of that oh it's it's awesome um these guys, they're 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 a special group. You know, they they have all the talent in the world, and the sky is the limit for them, truly. And so, just to see them be able to prepare um, the way that they prepare really um, gives me a lot to look forward to in the future. So I'm I'm taking everything I can from these guys to see what it means to be a true big leaguer and play at that highest level. And um, you know, I'm gonna do everything I can to uh, be there for them whenever they need me, and you know. Go Guardians. Enjoy it. Thanks for the visit. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) That is Josh Naylor's younger brother, Bo. And uh, those two, what a dream come true for them to be able to play in the major leagues at the same time and on the same team. The minute Josh was traded from San Diego back at the deadline in the 2020 season, that was on the radar with Bo already in the farm system, and it became a reality a couple of weeks back, and uh, they are enjoying the heck out of it. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Mike Barnett. The replay review coordinator, longtime Major League coach. He'll join us next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play-calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Great to have you with us for Guardians Weekly Postseason Edition. And uh, hopefully many more to come here in the month of October. And a big key off the field for the Guardians is the work of replay review coordinator Mike Barnett. He's a longtime coach. He's been a hitting coach in the major leagues. And this season he has really done some fine work using the replay challenges to overturn calls in the favor of the Guardians more often than not. There'll be some changes in the postseason, so we had a chance to visit with Mike during the workout day earlier this week. And uh, after another good season making the calls on when to use replay challenges, he says he can't take all the credit when they're successful on a challenged call. Well, I think it went good, but again, I got to give credit to the guys doing the camera work. I mean, they're they're the ones that get the angles and everything like that. And if you got to have a good angle on a good play, you know, and and you get lucky sometimes with it. But you know, it was funny. I was talking to Bill Duplissy, who does uh, the replay for Kansas City, and he's been outstanding. And he goes, "Yeah, you got me this year." And uh, we were talking about some of the plays that come up and stuff. He said, "I had so many of those, and and that's why his percentage was down. And it just happened to work out good this year, and the numbers look good." But, uh, you know, I got to give credit to the camera guys and, and getting some good plays. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we can uh, keep it going in the playoffs. Take us inside for fans who don't know close play at first base. Tito calling you or DeMarlo calling you, or are you calling out to them and saying, hey, hold on, delay a little bit, I think we have something here? No, any close play, the way we do it is because if I try to pick up the phone and he's trying to call me, you get a busy signal. So we just do it. So any close play, DeMarlo calls me. I'm looking at the play. I've got 20 seconds to make a call on it. And uh, I'll either say yes or no and uh, challenge it or no. He's safe or he's safe, you know, out, whatever. So it's been a pretty good system. But, you know, the 20 seconds, it's a little bit challenging. I mean, that's all you've got. Like I said, going back to the camera angles, you hope that you've got a couple good angles to look at. On some plays, you may not have a clear and concise angle, just depending on if there was a right-hand hitter at the plate or versus a left-hand hitter at the plate on a steel play. Uh, so, you know, if it's a right-hand hitter, you may get two more angles to look at versus if a left-hand hitter is at the plate. So there's a lot of things that go into it, but the challenging thing is the 20 seconds and making a quick decision. But after doing it for seven years, you have a pretty good idea. You send it to New York. Is this call going to come back? Or do we have a chance on this one, or is it going to come back call stands? And I don't feel so bad if it comes back call stands. Sometimes it's going to, you know, very seldom do you want it to come back call confirmed and you didn't get it right. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's You can sit there for two, three, four games and nothing happens, and all of a sudden in the first inning, bang, the first play of the game, you got something to happen. So it's a lot of fun. And I know the rules have changed a little bit about what you can and can't do, how many people can be in that room. Is it just you now, or do you still have some help? No, usually it's just me doing it, but usually I have uh, Anthony D'Elia in there with me, and uh, at home Frank is in there, but that's mainly, they're helping me if, if something goes wrong with the system. 
but uh, no, in 20 seconds, you don't have time to confer with a whole lot of people. So, But the differences between the regular season, uh, you've got one challenge before or through the first seven innings. And if you get it overturned, then you get to keep going. If you don't, you lose your challenge as to like what happened in Chicago. Does that happen very often? Not too often. But in Chicago, we had used a play on a steal of Elvis Andrus' second base, and, you know, Ahmed was really adamant that he tagged him. I knew for sure he got him on the foot. Didn't have a lot of great angles. But, again, if you lose that game 2-1 to one and, and you don't challenge that play, you feel bad. But then, again, you get to the seventh inning, and then Ahmed's crossing the plate. He's clearly safe, and we don't have a challenge left. Where it changes in the postseason, we have two challenges through the first seven innings instead of the one. And then we've still got the crew chief review where we can ask them to look at something if you've used your challenges after the seventh inning. Mike Barnett is joining us. He's the replay review coordinator for the Guardians. Mike, you've had a lifetime in baseball with several different organizations, a lot on the hitting side. You've been with Tito forever. You ever think you'd, you'd be at this stage of your career, hey, go sit in a room and watch this game, and if something looks fishy on a, on a call, i got to be the guy. No, I never did in a million years. But when, when it first came out with replay, I said, boy, that would kind of be fun, you know, later on to do. And now to get a chance to do it, I love it because you've got to be engaged in every pitch. You can't take a pitch off because anything can happen. There can be a pickoff. There can be a hit-by-pitch. So you've got to be locked in every pitch, and, and that's why I love it. You're engaged, and, you know, a lot of nights it wears you out. But uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm just happy to be, be able to do it here for the Cleveland Guardians. You alluded to postseason, one more review during during the initial portion of the game. Uh, camera angles, because it's the national broadcast, it, do you get more angles, you think, as you get deeper into the postseason? No, it'll be pretty much the same angles, um, you know, that we have had all year. And you just, again, you just hope that the, the camera guys do their work, the directors do their job. And most of these guys now who have a real good feel for it, they're locked in on it, and usually on every given play. In the postseason, I should have two or three angles to look at. All right, everybody likes to look their best for the postseason. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen in terms of exposure. Um, how's your hair doing, you know, and what's going on there? My hair, uh, Tito started this in spring training and, and wanted, he has this thing with cutting my hair, and I think it's because I have hair and he doesn't. But So anyway, he's been doing this since day one of spring training, getting a little piece, and finally Ricky had to shave my head down to just about nothing. So he said, you know, we've had luck doing this all year, and you I cut your hair and we win. I said, okay. So today we had a little bit of fun with it, and everybody on the club kind of got involved and took a piece of my hair out with the trimmers. And, uh, yeah, I kind of look like uh, like a mangy dog right now. But I'll just have to live with it. If it gets us any wins, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not at all. <laughs> My wear a hat. You ever get them back? Uh, no, because I know it would be doubly worse if I did. <laughs> Mike, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. You got it, Rosie. That's Mike Barnett. Always fun to visit with him, and uh, a key cog in what has been a tremendous coaching staff under Terry Francona this season here in Cleveland. Now it's a fun time of year right now. Postseason hopefully has a long run to come. We may know a lot more by the end of the weekend as the Guardians are trying to wrap up this wild card series and get ready to take on the Yankees in the American League Division Series if all goes well this weekend against Tampa Bay. But still some work to do against a very fine ball club, the Tampa Bay Rays. We will join you regardless next weekend. 
And uh, we hope you can join us then. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for all of his help in putting together our show. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 